0: Hey, it's Susan, and you're listening to The Sound Girls Podcast. As we approach one year, Becky and I have curated a series of clips featuring advice given by industry professionals. Please enjoy some of our favorite moments throughout the past year, including interviews with Leslie Ann Jones, Tana Douglas, and many more amazing
1: people. What's some advice you have uh, that you'd like to share with other people? Um...
2: Speak up for yourself. Uh, if one thing that I've learned is if you don't understand something, ask a question. Like, don't be afraid to ask because it's better to ask a question about it than really blow it yeah, um, by doing the wrong thing. Yes. So um, a lot of people are scared to, you know, well, if I ask this question, they're going to know, they're going to think that I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm like, well, if you don't ask the question and you do it your own way, then they're really going to know you didn't know what you were doing. So just ask the question and, you know, also, I say practice. Like, when you learn something, practice it so you don't forget it. I learn by doing. So, I might read something about a console, but until I'm actually behind it and I get to play with it and feel my yeah. way around on it, I don't remember it as well as, you know, practicing right. and using it. Yeah, Which I think the- is the reason why a lot of us are in this business anyway, because we learn by doing.
3: <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's part of the whole STEM thing, right? It's like yep. what we learned by taking all that stuff apart since we were kids, putting it back yep. together, and all the other little yeah, all the other little things that come with that. You know, building it and figuring out the inside of it, and then like, oh, that's how it works on the outside. That makes total sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm very much that kind of person. I could read the uh-huh. whole manual and still be like, what and then put my hands <laughs> on be it. It does one sentence in the mail. I'll be like, that doesn't make sense. And then right. I'll just throw
2: everything else off. <laughs> yep. And then you and then go I, do it, and you're like, oh, that's what they meant? Oh, okay. I got it. It's, it's it.
1: like, <laughs> click, 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 all the little pieces yeah. and part come <laughs> together. And you're like, that makes total sense now.
2: Okay. They should have worded yeah. it like this. How do you the same? <laughs> yeah. so, and then, um, as a tech, I would say problem solving is probably my biggest skill um you know when you're learning how to do sound they always talk talk to you about um signal flow yeah yeah and i would say that knowing signal flow has saved me my job plenty of times just yeah. being able to like go to the beginning and be like okay so it goes here and then it's supposed to be this and it's supposed to be that oh that's not working okay there it is i fixed it but when you're like all over the place like well it could be there or it could be i'm like no just slow down take a second think about what's going on Start at the beginning yeah. and
0: work your way through. It sounds so trivial, but you really have to start at the smallest thing. And and just mm-hmm. saying it out loud, even though it sounds stupid, like, I know that this starts here and then it goes to this and then it goes to this. Yep. It's just it's it has to happen that way because you're not going to find the random thing in the middle unless you go right. from the beginning to the end.
2: And then if you find something in the middle, it could be because of A, B, or C. So if you didn't go in order...
0: You can (laughs) have more than one problem. (laughs) There's more than one thing that can screw up. So (laughs) you solve one, but then something else is still wrong. Right. Right.
1: I thought there was something really cool that you said right at the beginning of your sentence there, and you said, slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and I was like, dude, that was the hardest (laughs) lesson for me to learn,
4: (laughs) was slow down. If I were to try and give you a short answer it would be that you know every situation you're in changes and you have to be able to adapt to that and figure Mm -hmm. out what that situation requires and then give that a hundred percent yeah
1: be excellent and flexible (laughs) yeah 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 it's those. sometimes those are hard things to do you know especially like depending on your circumstance so it's it's all different right but being flexible is a big part of our industry for sure
4: my my stock answer when people used to ask me you know what would your advice be to young women wanting to get into this industry and my answer would be don't make plans on a friday night (laughs) you'll be disappointed
1: that's and the truth. That's the our, truth.
4: Our business takes on a life of its own, and it, which is not to say that you have to you know give up your entire life for it, but you have to have a reasonable expectation that you are going to just work and if you want to get ahead, that you, you say yes. and that's what you do.
5: As a sound engineer, monitoring front of the house, monitors, or as a tech? and maybe it applies to other things beyond this business. It does. um, What we sell to the band, the managers, the people hiring us, the clubs, what we truly sell is confidence. Confidence Mm -hmm. that when that band walks on stage, something beyond their control, the monitors are hearing, or the front of house, the audience is hearing, is going to be as good as it possibly can be in that environment. doesn't need to be perfect. Nothing's perfect. It doesn't need to be without error. Some have higher expectations. But if you can sell confidence that when you're there, when you personally, when they see your face, that it's going to be good and it's going to run smooth. And to sell confidence, you can't blame other people. You have to take, be accountable when you screw up. Hey, I screwed up.
1: Yeah.
5: When there's an issue, you can't say hey, everything's going to suck today. It might not suck. We have some challenges today. We're going to do our best with them. Awareness, you know, depending on the artist you're working with. So I think overall, the the point or the tip is to keep that mindset of selling confidence and honesty. We used to have some games and tours, like something went wrong. I was like, what went wrong? Was like, that would be me. I did it. <laughs> um, and if you work with an artist that's a little irrational, we'd all go, that would be me. And they'd, everybody would try and take blame for everything. But, uh, <laughs> so that was more unplayable. Um <laughs> That and uh, learn everything you can. Just constantly enjoying learning and figuring stuff out is, uh, even if it's outside of um, your realm of expertise, there's a certain pattern that some people have where they almost show pride in what they don't know or pride in what they mm-hmm. don't eat or what they won't try. Or they, oh, no, I will never eat that. And like, Why not? Have you ever tried it? No, I don't want to try it. I said, well... <laughs> Why don't you try it and then decide you don't want it? Well, you know, I will, I don't need to know that. It's not me. I'm not a lighting person saying, well, how do lights work anyways? I it's, it's having that kind of mindset where you get over those mental hurdles and say, you know, how does that lighting board work or how, how, why is this cable that, because you'd be surprised how much stuff we can borrow from other industries and other departments. And also when you might come in handy to help them out so they can come help you out
6: you know, um, for myself, I'm just still a student of the game. Uh, just keep learning and working hard and really finding your passion. Really find what part of the industry that you really, that excites you. You know, um, there it is rewarding. It really is. You put in the time and the effort, but there is, there is a reward at the end of the tunnel. And I say, just keep studying and learning the depth of every component of the industry. For myself, I'm Alicia's album project manager, album coordinator, engineer. And I've built that role for myself because I learned all the aspects of the industry, the business side, putting budgets together, helping understand the deals. And it's easy for me because I'm part of the sessions. I can help her understand and adjust the song splits and the credits and the so I say learn every part of the industry these days. It's not just one thing anymore. That's like an old mentality. Learn everything because as a great engineer, I can be a producer. As a producer, I can be a writer. And I'm still learning that myself. And and the, the industry has opened the floodgates in terms of there's no rules anymore. There's no hard like, okay, you're just an engineer and you're <laughs> just a producer. Learn it all. Get to a studio. Get To working with someone, even from a production team or a producer or a front of house person that can help you learn, you know, put yourself in those environments that are going to help you excel and learn and network. Network is key. You know, there's lots of ways to network. There's lots of ways to study. You guys have YouTube. There's lots of virtual classes happening all over. I see all these mixing, mixing, you know, um, Twitch events where people are on mm-hmm. Twitch, how they mix. I didn't have that coming up. It was like, I had to pound the pavement. I had to right. send my resume. I had to call studios. So there's, there's a lot out. There's lots of information out there that can really help you grow right from your own home, which is incredible. One of the things yeah. coming out of COVID like didn't exist. And, and, and now like it's incredible. I just did a class uh, with Berkeley online and I say, learn, learn everything, whether it's playing an instrument, whether it's programming, whether it's DJing, it all is a big melting pot. You know, it all lends itself to another component of the industry. Work hard, um, study, be competitive, because when you put in the work and you do the little, I always compare this to baseball and Alex Rodriguez is like, yeah, you can hit the home run, <laughs> but you also have to do the little things right. As an engineer, and sometimes it's not glamorous, you know, in baseball, you have to position your feet right. You have to be ready with your glove. You can't be lazy when a ball comes to you. You have to run and charge for it. It's the same mentality. Do all the little things right. That's going to make you a great engineer. And there's a depth to engineering. Learn the microphone, learn the gear. It's not just about a sequencer and a software and being quick and tuning vocals. It's about, there's a creative side of engineering that I had to, I had to develop for myself. I realized that Alicia was the type of artist and producer. That's the type of engineer I wanted to be, was the type of artist and producer she was. So find the people that you love to collaborate with. And, you know, when you work hard, you're going to get respected. Don't listen to the noise, you know? So that's what I would say.
1: Don't listen to the noise. I like that. That could be a bumper sticker. <laughs> um, keep
7: the love for your craft. Um, continue to learn about your craft. The more you learn, the more fun it gets. The more interesting it gets. The more the more you realize, like I can do this. You know, like um, like start small and go bigger. Don't don't walk in and and, ex- and think you can just manage a large uh, format console, a digital console. Um, start small, start analog. There's nothing wrong with analog, (laughs) start on analog, get your signal path going, like understand what a mixer does, signal, the signal flow, um, you know, understand your, your part as an audio engineer, understand what your job is, um, and then understand what the production is. Understand that you are a very important part of production. Um, I know like whether you're working in live or whether you're working on production sound. I know um, in production sound, people don't think audio is as important until right. they get to post <laughs> right. and realize that their mics are noisy. There's an airplane flying by, like almost <laughs> in every, like you yeah. know, there's a bird chirping somewhere by the mic. And then they're like, oh, can you take this out? And I it's like, no, you should you should have <laughs> done it Done it right on set and allowed like me time to like prep, you know, properly. Yes. So you should have hired AA. <laughs> you, should've, 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 <laughs> you know, we're, we're available. <laughs> but right? like, just understand how important your job is. Have fun. Thicken your skin because you will come across jerks, passive aggressive people, people that are blunt. You're gonna come across people that have been in the industry for years and years and years, um, who think they know it all. Um, and they you know, they probably do know a lot, but don't let that intimidate you. You know, you know yeah. what you know and just work on it. Work on it. Um, surround yourself around positive people. Network. Go to trainings, free trainings, sound girl trainings. Like I went to a lot of sound girl trainings. I met Carrie Keys, and I just kept in contact with her. That's <laughs> it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, and it's just just uh, network. Have fun. You're gonna have you're gonna have bad days. I'm not even gonna lie. You're gonna have bad shows. You're gonna have shows that went horribly wrong. Bounce back. You know, it's that's one day. Um, do, do great the next day and keep it moving. So my advice is just have fun with it, have fun, keep the love in it. And like, don't, don't let everything else just distract you from what you want to do
3: in this industry. One of the things that I'm seeing that's happening with, with the sound girls thing is that people are talking more and more about it. And, and, and it's, we're not asking to, for preferential treatment because we're females. I get off on my skill set because I enjoy it and I have a passion for it. So if I have a right. passion for a particular soundboard or mixing or I, or or a piece of gear, my my skill set and my passion for that gear and the reason that I like it, maybe I like the way it compresses, maybe I like the EQ on it, maybe I like, you know, the routing of the board is no different than the passion that a man would have for that same gear. So if we could right. talk to each other about the technical aspects of our job and our skill sets that we're bringing to the table and really get into the nuts and bolts of, of the technology and our skill sets and get this sexist crap out of the way, I think yeah. we'd be in a yeah. better place. Because that's all we are is the exact same thing that they are, you know? Yeah. yeah. And and it's it's about the equality thing. It's not about. Preferential treatment, and the thing that the sound girls, I think, have done, and there's a lot of guys on this on the, on the site too, is that there's great training, there's great access to, to to learning various aspects of the audio industry, and the networks and the other aspects, the, the concert touring, and all these other places, post productions, recording studios, have to be more open to to allowing girls an opportunity or women, an opportunity to show that they have the same skill set. It's really about presenting opportunity. And then once somebody gets in there, you do have to do the work. You do have to understand the gear. You do have to step up and learn it. And you have to be, you have to be accountable for your skill set. Once you get that opportunity.
8: Be patient. I think, uh, be patient because it's going to take some time, but also, keep your eye on the prize. Just remember that, you know, it it will happen if you want to, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not as hard as actually being in the band and getting a record deal. You know, it's just a job at the end of Mm -hmm. the day, you can do it. Um, but be patient because it does take time and it does seem like you're not going anywhere and yeah, just keep, keep working at it. It's, it's so it's so easy to, to try and give advice looking backwards uh, <laughs> right <laughs> but you know when you put yourself back there at the beginning and you're like oh my god it seemed impossible to yeah to get into it but there's so many resources you know just you, you just take advantage hit people up get in touch with people bug them you know be polite but really like You know, if I lived near Bex and I was trying to get into sand, I'd I'd be like, Bex, can I come and and shadow you? And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd be there all the time. What can I do to make your life easier? Like, can I help you do a spreadsheet for your taxes? Okay. And in return for that, I'll come and shadow (laughs) you for the day. Like, I don't know. You totally can.
1: You can help me anytime you want. (laughs) I hate taxes. The taxes oh will be a death to me.
8: Oh my God
1: um, yeah,
0: I'm putting that off. Um, I feel like I need to be bugged for things because we're all so busy. so that's excellent advice. Like just remind people like, hey, we talked. Can you actually, you know, check on that thing again, maybe please?
8: oh yeah, and and I, I've said it so many times that you know it's whoever you last spoke to, you'll remember to recommend a gig to, you know if someone says yeah. to me, I need a monitor engineer. Uh, and I'd be like, oh, who do I know immediately? I'd be like, well, Bex, we just talked and you did yeah. monitors or Carrie does monitors or you know whoever. It's yeah. whoever I last yeah. spoke to. So if someone's bugging you and DMing you and politely uh, you know, yeah. or is seeing mm-hmm. you once a week, you'd be like, oh, what about that person? Or, you know, this person could go on, on and help that person out. whatever. So you need to keep on it uh, being super respectful but you have to keep bugging it if you really want it you know yeah you gotta really go for it and, and yeah. just give it your all and that that's, I mean again
1: go on people I would say probably four times a week someone emails me or calls me or texts me or whatever like hey I'm a tech I do this you know and um because that happens so often I forget you know so if you've if it's been a couple months since I've heard from you, and you drop a DM, and you know, and just hey man, like I, I know we talked before, I'll remember that. Before I'll remember the person who's never done it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, wait a minute, there's a girl who's contacted me a few times. What's her name? And then I'll go look for it <laughs> if if it's like you know where I know like yep because that but girl you know, you is, know what you know or that person is is trying you know. But,
8: but thinking about it, yeah, you, know, you kind of need to take it to the next level because anyone can just send a DM now. Yeah, I I would you know, and I kind of miss having this hustle, right? Because I kind of don't need to, right? It sounds yeah. whatever, but I would be like, if if you were my point of contact and I was like, oh, I want to do what Bex is doing, or Susan, whether, you know, either of you, I'd be like, providing, you know, I'm old enough and I have, you know, a source of, you know, funds that allows me, I'd be like, can I come to Florida? I'm going to come mm-hmm. over to Florida. And, and I know that sounds a little creepy, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come and can I spend a week shadowing you or can i can i do something with you like you you Mm -hmm. go to that person you go and learn and then you say bex what who would you send me to next all right go back to la and go to carrie carrie will put you somewhere you know like go and take that next step yeah and again in my book it's like you work work in a job right now go work in starbucks go work you know wherever if, if you can save up some money and then go and do these things. Give yourself six months to go and do these things. Go and hound yeah. people, and go and fly across the country. It's so easy in the U.S. to just jump on a cheap flight and go and go to a warehouse somewhere in Arizona or something. So anyway, you know, just and, and put yourself out there and be the one who really wants it, and you'll you'll remember that. I'll remember it. You know?
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. I got a job one time because I, I was it was somebody had remembered me and she's like, hey, I know this person's looking for audio texts like, you know, are you available? And I was like, hell yeah. And I'll bake you a pie. <laughs> and she forwarded that response. And I didn't realize she was going to do that to the guy. And he was like, well, if you're baking pies, then you're <laughs> you're on. And I was like. All right, what, what what kind of pie do you want? <laughs> like? But that worked. Like, I was just so excited, and I was just out of
1: college, and so I was like, "Yeah, I'll do whatever." <laughs> I would straight up hire
9: some for a pie. I think you you need to know how what part you're playing in the whole production. Don't focus on being a female, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying that. You're there because you've been chosen to do the job. Yeah. So find out where you fit in there and what you do as part of the crew. Because I learned that very early that, that my success came from being part of the crew, not being a woman. Yeah. You know? I like that. And, and, and whether that's unfortunate or not, but I, you know, I never expected any special consideration. God knows, I never got any. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, God, bathroom, please. Hello, you know, anything. Right? You know, it's like, but you know, so it was rough and it was wild and it was a little little woolly out there. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think in in this climate, you know, it's just it would be so advantageous if people just took the time. And even if you, you know, I see a lot of, a lot of people do shadowing and that sort of stuff now, which yeah. obviously wasn't an option back then, but you know, shadow on a different department to your own. Yeah. Because you'll have a better understanding why someone's going, is that up yet? Can you get this off the stage? What's going, you know what I mean? You'll, and, and cause that's the last thing you want to be is that person that's holding up the next crew yeah. from doing it. Yeah. Out of the production you know and if you understand why they're saying what they're saying then I think you'll have a better understanding on how to control your side of the production better you know and because that's what it's all about you've got to be a strong member of a crew and that means the whole crew you know you yeah. can't just be tight with your video pals and you can't be just tight with your lighting people or just with your sound people, you know, because it's all so interlaced, you know. And Absolutely heartbeat, you know, and you've got to keep that heartbeat going at a rapid pace, you know. So <laughs> the you show know,
1: must go on. <laughs> I love that uh, in, you know, hiring somebody that you think about the relationship factor too. Um, I read that in an interview. I think it might have been the Sound Girls interview we did with you uh, on the website where you were talking about how you've learned valuable lessons on how relationships drive our industry uh, more so than the technical aspect. Obviously, you have to have that technical part in there, but you can learn that. You know, you can't you can't learn how to be... I mean, I guess you could learn how to be nice and a normal person, but you know, it's it's there's something to be said about the relationship factor. I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, kind of dive into that a little bit. Just
10: yeah, I think that, I, and I and I say this often, which is the sum of who I am and my opportunities is because of the relationships I cultivated. That's just it. I. Um I had been working for Delicate as as you said my bio for a long time and I kind of felt like I had hit the ceiling uh there and I I wanted more like I just wanted more opportunities more inventory more 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 and so I started and and I was fortunate I had somebody actually pursue me uh and ask me if I was happy and I hadn't ever really thought of it really and I didn't really think of there being other opportunities out there for me until somebody asked me if I was happy and if I was willing to interview with them. And I didn't have to provide a resume when I went for that interview. Um, everybody there knew me in some way, um, by reputation or by, uh, experience with me on site somewhere or dealing with me via email or whatever. And then, um, I went and interviewed with Eighth Day, and it was the same thing. I didn't provide a resume. In fact, when you all asked me for a resume, I kind of laughed. I was like, I don't think I've I've written a resume in many, many years.
0: Yeah, you're not the first one. (laughs) I was going to say, that.
10: That's great. Oh yeah, the the thing that Tom Arco did, the owner of Eighth Day, is he went and he called everybody he knew. He said, Do you know Megan? What do you think of her? Should I hire her? And he calls it the Megan Holmes fan club. <laughs> because he calls people, they were like, Oh my God, you've got to hire her. That's, and that, that is the sum of my cultivated relationships is, is leaving a decent taste or a good enough taste in everybody's mouth when they've dealt with me that they're willing to say something nice to a future employer of mine. Um, and I don't think, Anyone, nobody wants to work with or tour with an asshole. And it used to be when I first started out that assholes were acceptable and people tolerated them because there weren't a whole lot of people that wanted to do this. And it was kind of like a secret club almost. It was hard to get into and uh, hard to get started. And it is still to a degree uh, a bit of a simple, you know, it's more more challenging uh, for some people. Uh, who don't have access to things, or or you know, live in a community where there's audio companies that can hire them, or whatever. Right. Um, but I would say that uh, nowadays, you are very much um, your reputation, and if you are a helpful, uh, hardworking person, people notice that, and and that will carry you through and help you build your relationships. Is being helpful, being, not being a sarcastic asshole when somebody asks you a question. Um, That's a big one. <laughs> I I just got tired of it. I got yeah. tired of being greeted with sarcasm when I was trying to get shit done. And, yeah. and I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be this way. I had one incident where I was working for a band called Soul Coughing. We were on tour with our own gear and everything. I was mixing monitors and we had a fly date. And we flew into this festival in Salt Lake City. And when we arrived late, our flight was delayed and we didn't get our sound check. And so I had to throw and go. And this is long before digital consoles. So <laughs> was not, you know, going in all nice and loading some file like yeah, right. everybody doesn't know, you know, and at least having a good starting point. I had nothing. I had to smile and dial. And uh, the two technicians that were there from whatever audio company it was, I don't even remember, sat there and watched me and didn't help me at all. They didn't try and, you know, pitch in. They didn't ask me if I needed anything. They didn't offer to drive while I was um while I was out on stage ringing out wedges, like none of it. Um and it sucked. Yeah. Uh, and I was so mad and and almost hurt. I was like, you know, you assholes, like we should, we're on the same side. Like yeah. it's all our Oh, right like if, if my set doesn't go well you're the audio company like you're gonna look bad like I don't get this like right why, why do you care and I kind of promised myself that day I was like you know what if I can help people when they're doing a festival I'm gonna because this sucked and I don't want somebody else to have to go through this this isn't fair it's hard enough to have to fly in and and throw and go <laughs> like yeah why won't you help me you know, so uh, again, um, relationships. Because when you're in Brazil and you're having problems with power, and you have friends with Lincoln Park who happen to be carrying a generator guy with them who can fix the power problem and are happy to help you in any way because they've known you for some of them, you know, all those little things just keep building just keep building and so the longer you're in the industry and all these people that you kind of came up with and tried to support and help and back up and everything they start getting into positions of power and those are the people that are going to hire you or those are the people that are going to give you opportunities or in my case those are my clients that right. you know help me make my sales numbers great because they want to work with me because we've known each other for 15 20 years you know that Cultivating your relationships is probably more important than taking the L-Acoustics training, I
1: would say. I I completely 100% agree with you. I mean, I have a resume. I've never once been hired from it.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sound Girls podcast. You can find out more information on the website, soundgirls.org.
10: Hey, everybody. This is Tim from Tonebenders Sound Design Podcast. We've been on an awesome run of interviewing and talking to the people behind the best-sounding movies of the last year. Films like Jesus and the Black Messiah, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Wonder Woman 1984, Land, The Sound of Metal, Mank, The Dissident, and even Tenant. If you want to hear these stories and more, check them all out wherever you find your podcasts or at tonebenderspodcast.com.
5: Hi, this is Christian from the A Sound Effect Podcast. In our latest episode, you'll hear field recordist adventurer George Vlad from Mindful Audio talk about his travels and work, including his latest library, African Desert, all at asoundeffect.com forward slash podcast.